1: Welcome to the Ralph Report with Ralph Garman.
2: Well, hello
0: there, boys and girls. Welcome to the Ralph Report, the last Ralph Report of the week because it's a Friday. You know, I love a Friday show because that means we walk hand in hand into the weekend. But as you know, here on the Ralph Report, it's not just any Friday; it's a Hot Fudge Friday. Yeah!
1: What's going on? I'm Gonna, I'm gonna have some fun. to for the fun.
0: What's going on? Oh, what's going on? Yeah. Fridays are always <laughs> fun. Yeah, they are. We got a hell of a show lined up for you today, kids. Because on the counter, you want to know why. Steve Ashton is on hand not once, but twice. Mm. He'll be doing the UK update, of course, and then be joining us for the Video Vault segment this week. As you know, the Video Vault is when we uh, suggest some films perhaps you're not familiar with or you haven't seen. If you're looking for something to watch over the weekend. And we thought today, with all this new hubbub, and this is, the, this is Marvel's worst secret, by the way, about uh, Harry Styles yes. appearing in The Eternals. Some yes. people are happy about it. Other people are not. <laughs> Steve Ashton.
1: Steve Ashton's not happy Oh, about.
0: So, so unhappy. <laughs> uh, we thought it'd be interesting to take a look at films that feature singers in acting roles. Oh, okay. Now, these aren't musicals. You know, of course, you're right. going to see Olivia Newton John in Xanadu yeah. or Greece. Yeah. But these are singers primarily known for their musical talents taking on acting roles mm-hmm. in films. So we've got three films to recommend to you over the weekend if you'd like to check it out. Steve Ashton will be joining us with a British film that falls into that category. Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports will be stopping by. Nice. Uh, He'll be talking NFL this weekend, how the NFL is just topsy-turvy, upside-down bizarro world. It always
1: gets that way mid-season.
0: I was saying to Jay, Jay, I felt the the opposite. Usually the big upsets happen at the beginning of the season, in my opinion, because that's when teams are still figuring each other out. First month of the season's preseason, and there's no, There's no tape, and there's no... Uh, you know, footage on, on a, how to plan for a team. And usually by midseason, it seems like people kind of settle into their groove and you got to get your front runners and you get some idea what the playoffs are going to look like. But the mm. last two weeks have been unbettable. It's just crazy all over the Go place. Go Washington. Um, yeah, well, that's all <laughs> over now. so we'll be talking football uh what else we got Uh, we got your phone calls of course over the garmy game show we're gonna see if we can give away this final box of garmy swag it's collecting dust at this point we don't have to do anything we can just keep (laughs) denying people just dangling that carrot in front of them for weeks and weeks yes but we'll see if this week uh we can give it away eddie will be asking the questions
1: this time so try to stump you we'll see what happens
0: so uh as i mentioned. I think is going to be a great way to send you into the weekend. You're going to be pleased. Not guaranteed. But before we get into the show, let's get our introductions out of the way. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. And sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, Sheriff of Ghost Town, Stanley's dad, Colton's dad. He may be my dad. I'm not sure. we got to get a DNA test. Some folks call him... Odie oh, Goff, Odie oh, Goff. I just call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho Eddie.
1: Eddie Pence, Jello Free since grade three. That's right. Wow, that does rhyme. I never thought no, of that. No Jello. That's clever. I get no. a T-shirt made. Yeah, that'd be very popular. <laughs> jello Free since, since grade, grade three. three.
0: That's how the <laughs> that's how the Canadians say it up there in Canonadia. Canonadia. Yeah. Yo, know, I'm gonna graduate from grade three, eh? Not third grade, grade three. Not third grade, grade three. Yeah. Um, before we go any further. I saw this list online, and I wanted to share it with the Garmy before we get into the show proper, because a lot of Garmy members have been reaching out saying, uh, hey, could you wish us congratulations? We're going to have a baby, or we're trying to get pregnant, or we just had a baby. There's been a lot of baby talk amongst the Garmy this week. Oh, those COVID
1: babies are popping out.
0: I guess that's what it is. Yeah. I saw this list online, so I thought it would be important to share it with the Garmy. Uh, Emma's Diary is the name of a website. It's a parenting site. Diaries? Emma's Diary. Okay. What, what were you thinking? A diarrhea. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Emma's Diary is a parenting site that tries to give tips to new parents, uh-huh. and they have released the list of the 100 worst names you can call your baby. Oh, wow. This based on actual people actually naming these kids these actual names. Hmm. And they've collected the names for girls and boys that you should steer clear of. Given, they rank them? given the pot, no, they no, just, just they do them alphabetically. Just a collection of names? Collection of names that are the worst baby names for <laughs> girls and boys that they <laughs> okay. highly recommend you avoid at all costs. All right. Now, we're not going to go through them all, but I thought we'd hit the highlights. All right. Starting with the girls, Alexa. Like, oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Makes perfect sense now. You can't say it in a room. No, you ruin it. Without everybody's shit going yeah. off. Right now, people are angry at me because yep. they're like, yes, what can I do for you? <laughs> Would you like to order more toilet paper? <laughs> So uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that name's out the window. Apple. That's just, that's not a name. Never a name. But it was ruined by Gwyneth Paltrow in the first place. Yeah, but it was never a human name. So now it looks like you're trying to be like Gwyneth Paltrow. And I never recommend that. But you should get shamed either way. By the way, these are all actual names people actually called their kids.
1: Apple's not a name. Appaloosa. That's not a name either. Appaloosa. Don't call your kids Appaloosa. That's, That's just trying not to be Apple. A miracle. Um, oh a miracle. A-H a-
0: A-H-M-I-R-A-C-L-E. A, a miracle. A miracle. A miracle. Wow. Don't call your kid a miracle. Just call yourself an asshole. Any. Any?
1: A-N-Y. Okay. That's not. That's not a name. Baby. Baby! Don't call your baby no. baby. You nickname someone
0: baby, fine. Imagine going around with your name on your license. Your name is Baby. Imagine you trying
1: to be like a lawyer in court and you're like uh, would." baby pants. With, with the prosecutor. That's so lazy. That's what they call you in the hospital when you don't have a name.
0: Uh Bieberly. It's a placeholder. Bieber, Bieberly? Beeberly. Boom mm. Quifa. <laughs> Stay away from Boom Quifa. Chardonnay boom-queafa. unless you want your kid to be a stripper. Chardonnay's not a good good move. I Chardonnay
1: over Boom Quifa. Delilah
0: Delilah Same made reason. the list.
1: Same reason. Wow. Elizabeth. Oh, God. That's Elizabeth. Just, that's just a misspelling,
0: right? I guess. Unless you're, again, trying to make your kids stand out by giving them a funky name. Boom, Fanny. Hey. Flora. Helga. Helga. Helzel. <laughs> Helzel. Here's my favorite. I'm unique. Oh, God. I'm unique. I'm unique. I'm unique. And a miracle. And a miracle. I having twins. Jerrica. Karen. You got to stay away from Karen just yeah, because that's... of the current climate we yeah. live in. L'Oreal, I thought would be a name. <laughs> L'Oreal. Great name for a hair color. Not so much for uh, a kid. Mattel. Uh, Maybelline. A lot of these brand names. America. You don't want to name your kid America. America. Merica. Uh, Panthe. That's an actual name. Panthe? Panthe. Here's my favorite. Here's my favorite. Everyone I see that was my favorite now loses because the next one becomes my favorite. What is it? Felony. (laughs) P h
1: e l o n y. Felony. That's just. That's like Jeeves. You get. You're not. You don't want to name your kid that. That's what they become. Precious princess sassy
0: sky star tomorrow. tomorrow. T u m o r r o tomorrow. Varaminta. Someone actually named their
2: kid? Making up shit Varaminta.
0: Veraminta. No. Not to be confused with Veronica. Vajonica. God, middle school would be a nightmare. Why not just go the full route and just go Vajinica? <laughs> just name your kid Vajinica and be done with it. Vajonica. For the boys, Abaddon. 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 Mm. Adolph, for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah, reasons. that should
1: always be top of the list.
0: Anus. <laughs> Spelled A-N-O-U-S. <laughs> oh, anus. Okay. Enos, anus anus, Ajax, good name for a cleanser, not so much for a kid. Boris,
1: I can see that. Yeah, boss, b ba- o s s b o s s. Wow, Buster, Buster's not bad. Yeah, it's, uni- it's a nickname
0: though. It's not it, a is. Name. it is. It uh, is. Cannon, spelled c a n n o n. No cannon. <laughs> Unless you're going to be a porn star, you don't you don't need your name to be canon. <laughs> you're really setting up expectations. Cletus? Well, that's just a walking joke, right there. <laughs> Champ? Mm-mm. That's a nickname yep, again, not yep, a real yep, name. Yep. Chandler?
1: No, I guess Friends has ruined that, right? Yeah. Danger? No, that's a middle name. Diesel. 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 No, that's like a hoss.
0: Ebola. Ebola. <laughs> Ebola. Actual kid named Ebola on the records. <laughs> EDWOOD. Ed EDWOOD. Not Edwin, Ed not Edward. EDWOOD. EDWOOD. One word, E-D-W-O-O-D, Edward. Not a name. It is if you make I, bad movies. Yeah, I, What's two names? I'm surprised anyone has to be told not to name their kid Hitler, but that's on that's the list. That's on the list? Apparently someone named their kid Hitler. I don't want to get to know those people. Sorry, bad news for you, Eddie Pence. Mm. Jedi is off the list. Eh. Jedi Pence. That's a title. It's if you were going to have a kid, you'd so name him Jedi.
1: I wasn't allowed. Kevin. Kevin's on the list?
0: Because Kevin is the male Karen. Oh. So they don't want your kid to be belittled. Well,
1: that's too bad. Kevin's a good name.
0: King. Legend. Any of these uh, ridiculous, King? puffed up names. Who would name
1: their kid King? Oh,
0: people. Lucifer. They're saying stay away from Lucifer. I wouldn't mind that. I, I name can't a kid Lucifer. That. Satan's also on the list. Satan's too much on the nose. How about Sadman? S <laughs> A D M A N. No. Sadman. No. I guess it's better than Saddam uh sunny that's again just lazy you're naming your kids that's a
1: nickname spartacus sparta no you can name your kid spartacus no you can't not unless he's a roman slave (laughs) attendance would be annoying at school who who is spartacus (laughs) i am spartacus i am spartacus (laughs) stormy no not for a girl or a boy but certainly not for a boy definitely not a boy
0: and uh, Hugo, spelled with a Y, Y-U-G-O, I believe that's Hugo? a make of car. Yes. Yes. They don't. You shouldn't name your kid after the car.
1: No. So no there idea. you go.
0: Public service announcement from the Ralph Report. Uh, stay away from all those names. Boom
1: Boomquefa. Especially Boom uh, Boomquefa. <laughs> and I would say, I put Hitler in Hitler's that, always, yeah, that's in a, that a, a locked out one. Mix as well.
0: All right, let's talk to some people now who have good names. The Garmy. We love it when you reach out to his kids, especially when you leave your voicemail messages on the Ralph Report Hotline, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. I want to hear what's on your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. Call that number, 1-833. Ralph. And just leave it. Just leave me a voicemail, because I get to listen to them all, and then I grab a handful, and we put them here in a section known as Garmy on the line.
2: The telephone is ringing. The game on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now and
0: see what's on your mind. <laughs> <Vigionica>. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, first up is Ruben. This is one call of many that I received this week, and I appreciate the sentiment. I really do. Hey Ralph, Ruben in
1: Boston. I'm listening to today's show, and you said that um, you're coming back next week before Thanksgiving, which is great for us. But can I just encourage you to go ahead and take the whole week off? Is that out of place for me to to say that? I mean, I would love the shows, but take it, take the week off, enjoy it, go, go celebrate, go hang out, do what you got to do. I say take the whole week off, but that's just me. and like I said, maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot because I love having new shows, but take the week off, man. Happy birthday and uh, have a good weekend. LMB.
0: Thank you, Ruben. It's very kind of you, and many folks have suggested that. And uh, here's what here's what's going to happen. I feel I should be there for you guys before um, for, for uh, Thanksgiving holiday here in the United States. So what I'm going to do is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll have new shows. Then Thanksgiving Day, Thursday, and Friday, I'll take off. And if it's okay with you, and I hope it is because it's going (laughs) to (laughs) happen, I'm going to have a long weekend, and we'll come back on Tuesday of the following week with a new show. So we'll just miss a couple days coming up. Eddie Pence, on the other hand, I'm out. Uh, I'm out right now. has no regard for you whatsoever. I checked out now. He's going to be taking all of next week off. I'll be there Monday. uh, Monday. He'll be with us Monday. Monday. And then uh, Steve Ashton will be the co-host for the Tuesday and Wednesday shows. So there you go. That's the programming schedule coming up for the next uh, 10 days or so, so you know exactly what's going to go on. But thank you, Ruben. I appreciate you giving me permission to take time. But I'm going to try to work in as many days as I can because once – Christmas time hits and everything we're going to be gone yeah, for month a month and a half probably for a big chunk. I don't know if it's going to be that, but <laughs> it's going to be a couple weeks, so. Next up is Gina. You may remember Gina from yesterday's show. She called in for the Happy Hit, breast mm-hmm. cancer survivor oh, God, Gina yeah. celebrating her uh, year anniversary of being cancer free, which was wonderful. Awesome. Not necessarily wonderful was the Happy Hit she requested, <laughs> and yet I felt I couldn't turn her down. Well, it made her very happy.
1: Hey, Ralph. It's Gina, the cancer survivor. I wanted to say thank you so much for playing my happy hit this week. Um, I also want to let you know that I am stuck in traffic on I-95 Southbound, which I'm sure you're very familiar with,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, trying to get to work, and I was listening to uh, Thursday's show when you played uh, my happy hit. And I was screaming Antique Griselda at the top of my lungs. So now everyone in the state of Delaware thinks I'm insane. Mm. But I was laughing so hard. I was crying. And I love you guys, too. You were really my support system through my recovery. And I appreciate everything you do every day. Uh, You and the army, And I love you. Really. I mean it. Bye.
0: Thank you, Gina. We love you, too. And uh, you weren't the only one screaming while that song was being played. (laughs) Heard from a lot of members of the Garmy who maybe necessarily didn't feel as, I don't know, charitable towards your pick as perhaps (laughs) I did. But so you were happy. But what about the rest of us? How do we make our peace with Auntie
1: Griselda? Morning, Ralph, Eddie, Steve. This is Donald from Apple Valley, California, two star general. Yeah, I think I have an Eddie Oakey idea. Oh. Can we have Eddie do "Anti Griselda" hey. by the Monkeys? You know, I don't think it could get any worse
3: than right? the really? one that was
1: actually recorded. But we shall mm. see. Love
0: you, mean it. Bye. Can Eddie Pence do a better job with your "Anti Griselda" mm. from the Monkeys than Peter Torque did? Uh. There's only one way for us to find out.
3: Oh, around. It's time for Eddie Oki. Eddie Oki. Sing
0: it. Eddie Your Auntie Griselda featured on the TV series The Monkeys, as well as more of The Monkeys. their second album, sung by Peter Tork. This time around, though, it's going to be sung by Eddie Pence. I've given Eddie the lyrics. He hasn't had um, a lot of rehearsal for uh, No
1: rehearsal. Well, sure, I'm
0: not even that familiar with this song. Uh, well, we'll find out oh. just how familiar Jesus. you are. As always, I'll cue you when to start. That's not going to help. And uh, let's compare. Let's compare Eddie's version to Peter Tork's version. This is one way I think the Garmy can get on board with hearing your Auntie Griselda. Let's find out, shall we? I'll start the,
1: uh, the audio bed now. She knows her mind all right, you're Andrew Gazelda She says she knows my mind, she might maybe so Oh yeah, she's raised you right, you're Andrew Gazelda You only know the things she wants you to know I know she's having a fit, she doesn't like me a bit no bird of gray seven on Andrea's Zelda. Oh, yeah.
0: Wow. I think better. Was I even th- close to the time on you that? You were right on time. This was one of your better performances, <laughs> believe it or not. That's, that says a lot about... The, song, a lot about the, the song, song, Peter Tork, and you. Wow. I think it says a lot about all three of those things. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Now we can put that to rest. Forever. Leave that long national nightmare behind <laughs> us. Uh, speaking of music, it's a very musical Garmi <laughs> on the line today, because now we're going to look at some misheard lyrics from a very dark young man named Trent. Oh. Hey, Brown, Fetty, Crew. Um, this is Trent Unruh from Bakersfield. Um, I had a misheard lyric growing up. My uh, dad used to listen to the oldies back um, in the early 90s, and um, I ended up liking The Four Tops a lot better than Temptations. I was always happy when The Four Tops came on because they always had that really dark song I really enjoyed that had the lyric, burn the dead. Burn the dead. And it took me until my teenage years before I figured out that they were singing about a girl named Bernadette. Yeah. So yeah, much to my shame, I I misheard the the title of the song. So yeah, that's my misheard lyric. Have a great day. Love you, bye. Great Motown group, (laughs) the Four Tops, had a big successful song called Bernadette. Trent, in his young mind,
1: thought the lyric was burn the dead. (laughs) What kid's head goes there? Well, if you ever met Trent, <laughs> I can see it.
0: Here's, uh, <laughs> here's the four top singing. Let's see if you can hear what Trent, a young Trent heard.
1: Burn the dead. I mean, we should. I guess we should. We should absolutely yeah. burn the dead. I don't see. Stop uh, burying them. I don't fit it into a romantic lyric.
2: No, however. I don't know.
1: It doesn't fit with the song, but.
2: Wow.
0: Burn the dead. Burn the dead. And lastly, we play upbeat music every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call them our happy hits. On Friday, we especially look for music that comes from movies because it is Video Vault Day. And that's why Chuck called in with his request.
1: Hey, Ralph and Eddie, this is Chuck from Monterey Park, and I'd like to request a uh, happy hit today. In celebration of the release of its sequel, and since it's a movie edition, I'd like to request Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters. All right, that's it. Love you, mean it, (laughs) bye. In your neighborhood Who you gonna call Ghostbusters If it's something weird
0: bust, too. We all do. We all like to bust. Excellent pick. That movie's getting great reviews, by the way. I've heard a lot of good things about it. People really seem to dig it. Thank you, everybody, for calling in today. We truly appreciate it. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. In order for that to happen, in order for that to happen, you gotta Call me! (laughs) Now it's time to see if we can give away this last box of Garmy swag. Mm, Is it possible? I don't know. Can we do it? Can you do it? Only one way to find out. It's time to play the Garmy game show. It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmy game show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garman. And the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Ralph Garman. Thank you so much, John Cooperman. Welcome, everyone, to the Garmy Game Show. Here's how the game is played. Eddie Pence is the quiz master today. He will ask me 10 questions. If I get all 10 questions today, not only will the Garmy member that we select get today's prize, but also the grand prize of the Eddie Pence Comedy Unspecial on video. That's a DVD, motherfuckers. Those still are around. If I get simply five of the questions correct, well, our Garmin member will still win today's prize. And if I get zero questions correct, then no one leaves here empty-handed. They'll get the consolation prize of the audio version of the Eddie Pence comedy special. I just have to get five That's out it. of ten. That's it. That's all we have to do. <laughs> Let's find out what our Garmy member will be playing for today. Tell him, Ralph Garman. Why, thank you, Ralph. Today's prize is the last box of Garmy swag. That includes the Ralph Report shot glass, the Ralph Report air freshener, and the Ralph Report notepad. Back to you, Ralph. Thank you so much, Ralph Garman. All right. Okay. Let's find You're out ready? who we're going to be playing. Well, easy, easy there, Stallion. <laughs> stay stay in the barn. I want to give barn. this box away. Stay in the barn. I'm excited to give the Just box away. Just stay in the barn. Okay. Let's find out who's actually playing today oh, okay. first, fine. shall we? fine, I selected a name of a Garmin member at random who sent in an email saying they'd like to play the game. So today's contestant is Jeff Fishbach. Jeff Fischbach from Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Hey, Jeff. Another Penzi boy. <sighs> I see a pattern here. Up there uh, near Harrisburg, up oh. near our state capital. Harrisburg Senators, minor league where, uh, baseball team. Carlisle is. All right. Good info. Thanks so much for sharing that. <laughs> Let
2: me do my show for Christ's <laughs> sake.
0: Thanks for giving us uh, info about minor league baseball. It's teams. a farm
1: team of the Washington Nationals. Oh well figures. That's where it comes or from. Or it was at one point. So
0: Jeff and I will be partners today. I'm gonna to do my best to get at least five questions correct. To see if that is possible, Eddie Pence. What is the
1: topic for today's Garmy Game Show? Well, last Sunday night we shared a we shared a, a night out, though we didn't sit next to each we other. We were in the same we were in the same, same location watching the the. Fi- the I would say we shared a night out. <laughs> there was a lot of people there as well. We all shared a night out together. Yes, we did as an audience to say farewell to the monkeys.
2: Here we come, walking down the street.
3: We get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, hey we're the monkeys, and people say we're around, but we're too busy singing to put anybody down.
1: All right. So. so, and since you have you've said many times you know the monkeys very well, I am a hardcore, hardcore monkeys fan, and you were personally.
0: I had a relationship with one of them. Had a great friendship with David Jones. Yes, I I considered him a friend. I want to see how much you know about the monkeys. I was, I got to warn you. Okay. I was pretty hardcore. Okay. For me, it was Batman, Bond, Beatles, and the monkeys in that order. So I know a lot of stuff. All right. All right. Eddie's going to ask me questions. If I get it right, you'll hear this. Hey,
1: hey, the monkeys!
0: And if I get it wrong, you'll
1: hear this. All right. I'll give you a Tampa question. See where we're see the ballpark. A Tampa out. question. A Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> a question about Tampa. Sorry, my, <laughs> so, my, my tongue stuck to the my back of my teeth. I got you. Okay. My tongue is dry. I thought maybe there was some Tampa tongue. connection is to the Tampa. monkeys. Well, no, we they did, did play there. I think. Washington once. beat Tampa last week. Oh, okay. Um, okay, in 1967, what two bands did the Monkees shockingly sell out? What two legendary bands did the Monkees outsell in 1967?
0: 67, they sold more records than the Beatles. And they sold more records than the Rolling Stones. Hey, hey, we're the Monkeys! So there would you be go. Correct. That
1: was so correct. that's one. You we got count one. that as one. No, that's no. the practice. All right. It's the practice one. Just trying to All win right. Jeff Fishbeck some I know. stuff. I want Jeff to win too. All right. Fishbach, rather. Fishbach. Here's the first one. All right. Mickey Dolan. <gasps> yes, first, true. First Monkeys song All right. All right. that he wrote was called Randy Scouse Grit. Git. Git. Not grit. Whatever. Git. Anyway, he talked about it at the show we were at. He did He did a whole big spiel about yes. it, right? Mm-hmm. Which was based off his experiences in England during the band's trip there in 1967. That is correct. According to Dolan's, mm. what does Randy Scouse git translate to?
0: Um, well, I, I don't know exactly the words he said in concert. I right. didn't memorize well, them.
1: It's, it translates to something.
0: But it it basically is a horny liver puddle and dumbass, basically. Oh. Hey hey, monkeys! Yeah. Jerk. Is that Dumb what he ass. said?
1: Jerk? Yeah, jerk. Yeah.
0: G- Git is like an idiot or loser. Yeah. So
1: yeah. all right, so that I will count that one. Yeah, you count that. That's one right. All so, right. There's a follow-up to that question. Oh, this is question two, but follow-up. it's a, it's it's related to that one. All right. Because the title was controversial in England. Mickey chose an alternate title for that song for its release in the UK. Mm-hmm. What was the alternate title to that song? It was, in fact, alternate title. Hey,
2: hey, we the monkeys. Yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah, I know stuff. Question number three. You you burying
1: the answer in the question, thinking uh, you're all cute. To be you know, uh-huh. What was the first single the monkeys released? Very first single? The very first single The Monkey's released. Was released even before the TV show aired, mm. Eddie Pence. Okay. It was called Last Train
0: to Clarksville.
1: Hey, hey the monkeys? Dude, you're firing out of the game.
0: Just saying, I know all me right. some monkey stuff. All right. That's all I'm saying.
1: How many seasons did The Monkey TV series run? How many seasons? Hard to believe, but a... Hmm seasons all this monkey talk how many seasons did the show actually run That's a great question I'm trying to think now
3: well,
0: yeah you know, you know, well they got into syndication so i right.
2: my instincts
0: say two seasons but okay. for not for it for syndication it must have been i'm gonna say three seasons
1: should your instinct. Was it just two? It was two seasons.
0: Yeah, I figured that. Just How did they get seasons. so many episodes for uh, syndication? I
1: don't then? know. Maybe rules were different back then.
0: My, my logic got in the way of my uh, my gut. gut. Yeah. All right. First First uh, first round. Sorry you're not getting the bonus, Sorry. Uh, Jeff. Uh, we can't make that happen. I was hoping for that today.
1: Which monkey was nicknamed the Manchester Cowboy? Oh,
0: I know that all too well. That was my pal Davey Jones. Hey, hey,
3: we the monkeys.
1: Yeah. All right. Here you go.
0: He dollar. loved. He was. A, he was going to be a jockey, you know. Yeah, that's what he wanted to be a before jockey. he got into show business. Yeah. And he raised horses his whole life and had a place in Pennsylvania.
1: He's by the Right way. size
0: for it. Too. He was the, always the good size for a jockey.
1: <laughs> Which two monkeys share the same birthday? This is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Share the same birthday. They're only a couple years apart. I think three years apart, but they share the same birthday.
0: I, I believe it's. Davy and Mike, I think.
1: Hey, hey, the monkeys. Yeah,
0: it's set December
1: 31st? Yeah, well, I don't know the exact uh, You don't date. know the date? I just know it shares the same. Yeah, route, I think it's sometime in December. All right, here we go. What was the name of the album Mickey and Davy released after Mike and Peter left the band? Ooh, under the title of the monkeys. They were still the monkeys, but Peter and Mike had left the band. Mickey and Davy released an album. What was the name of that album?
3: Ooh, wow.
0: Um, I know, um, there's the Monkey Presents, uh, Davey, Mike and Mickey, but that was the three of them. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Was it... uh, uh, (laughs) It's not Tip-Dub.
0: Jones Dullens Aquarius and Pisces or something like that? No, no,
2: no, no. Well, that was a
1: Monkeys album. Changes. 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 Yeah, that rings was a bell, the now. name of the album. Changes, they that makes sense. During the run of their TV show, which two band members directed episodes? I didn't know there were two of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it happened occurred in the final season. Yeah,
0: I yeah. know uh, Mickey directed the final episode of mm-hmm. the Monkeys. The Frodus Caper yes. is its name. Uh, I didn't know it's another monkey directed.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm one gonna, out of
0: three shot. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to assume, given his penchant for control issues, that uh, Mike was the other one who directed.
1: Peter Torque, Torque Director. Peter Torque. Did. Did not directed. know that. Used his real name, Torque. Uh, Peter Thorkelson. Peter Thorkelson. Really. Yes, yeah, that's what it was. The monkeys were cast through a newspaper ad, where mm-hmm. over four hundred people showed up to audition for the four roles. Mm-hmm. Three of the four members booked the job either by referral, an existing studio deal, or through an agent submission. Which member of the monkeys actually booked the job by answering the newspaper ad and showing up? That was.
0: Uh, Torque was recommended by uh, Stephen Still, Still, Stills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davey was already under contract with Columbia. Uh, Mickey was a child star who uh, got in through the back door. So I'm going to have to say
1: Michael Nesmith.
3: Hey, hey, with the monkeys! Was the only one oh, answered
1: yeah. the ad. And because you got that one right, you're going to know this one. Aha! Right? Uh-huh. Who was the first member of the monkeys to be cast? That was uh, Davey. He was already under contract. Hey, hey, with the monkeys! There you go. Is that it? We all done? That was it. That was it. Let
0: me do some quick tabulations here, and we'll see if uh, if we're going to give away this thing. A quick carry the one. (laughs) Seven questions correct. Seven out of ten. Well done. Means, Jeff, you are indeed the recipient of the final box of Garmy swag. Sorry to say I'm kind of sad to see it go, because now I have to figure out what the hell we're going to give out.
1: (laughs) following this I but give my dvd away i got I a week
0: well that, that's supposed to be they're just
1: collecting dust in the garage that's supposed to be the bonus episode to,
0: but. i think we need we need uh, something <laughs> something else I, i'll work on it we'll come up to maybe every week we'll give away something different maybe oh. we'll mix it up this time maybe some of your socks or something <laughs> yeah that's what people want some of my socks once again eddie show worn socks you have uh I think crystallize. Your finger's on the pulse of the Garmi. You really know what they're into. You never know. Jeff, congratulations. Eddie Pence once again well done with those questions. Quite the quiz master. That's it for today's Garmi Game Show. See you next time on The Garmi Game Show. The Garmi Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. changes. Uh, that, that's the only one I'm really angry about that I couldn't you remember. You do know your monkeys. I thought I
1: was going to get you on this quiz. Nah. I thought I had you Nah. At least five. Bah. Bah, <laughs> <laughs> you trying to beam me up? Not a Klingon.
0: Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the show biz Beat. Can everyone in entertainment reporting, entertainment journalism, if that is even such a thing, hmm. can we all stop pretending like Lady Gaga is the first actress to ever play a role in a movie that um, wasn't her? She's got a great publicist, man. Jesus Christ, there's yet another story in the press. First, it was how she inhabited the character for a year and wouldn't stop yeah. being her and how how intense she was. Yeah. Now I swear to God, the the goddamn headline for this story was Lady Gaga devoured carbs to gain weight for House of Gucci role. She put weight on for a role? That's not a story. That she ate food. (laughs) Carbs. The 12-time Grammy winner deliberately ate excessive amounts of pasta and bread to get a more rounded figure to play the disgraced Italian socialite. What an artist. She... she, eh. (laughs) I was so angry when I read that. I said, I, why are we pretending like she's the first person to ever play a role of, for, of any kind in a film? I, I eat pasta all the time for this show. That's right. No one says anything. Eddie's gained 100 pounds just to do this podcast. <laughs> that's, kinda, that's how committed he is. She's a great publicist to get her in the fucking paper every other week about stupid shit. And she talked about practicing her accent. And she said, if I can sing rock and roll or jazz or country or pop music... I knew I could speak in a specific Northern Italian accent. It's knowing how to use your voice, why and where and with who, and how to feel while you're doing it.
1: The, the uh, fucking balls on this woman. She, she She realizes people have acted before. And by the way, right? done it with accents. Right. And gained weight and lost weight. All these
0: things that you're accomplishing and you think somehow you're reinventing the wheel, Gaga, has been done many times. Over a hundred years. Probably. By people the better industry. than you. Better at it than you. Jesus, man. And then she's talking again about committing to this role. <sighs> There's a downside to committing yourself to a role in that way because it's an adjustment for everyone around you. Suddenly, you're not talking to Stephanie anymore with an accent. You're talking to Patrizia Gucci. Oh
1: God, we have to hate Lady Gaga now. Now we have to hate her. Oh, we have to hate her. because it's too bad. I, even if you think these things about yourself. You don't say them. You should have the
0: awareness to know you sound like a massive douchebag by talking this way about how dedicated you are to your craft. Not with the fuck the shit that's going on in this world. She said the biggest challenge for her was, how do I get out of being the Italian-American that I am and get myself into what it means to be an Italian woman?
1: Oh, my God. I just... I just never want to stop slapping her. Just slap just just look at the lines, find out what the motivation of the character is, and do the part. And whatever you whatever it takes for you to get there, fine. That's okay. You can keep that to yourself. No one needs to know. We're just gonna go see the movie and try to have a good time. God. My god. Adam Driver doesn't talk about all this shit. She ate pasta, Eddie. She ate pasta. Well, how is she gonna be Italian? Don't you
0: dare ever (laughs) deny (laughs) that she is a true artist because
1: she ate bread. I was Chinese yesterday. (laughs) Orange chicken. Looks
0: like (laughs) Jonah Hill and Martin Scorsese are going to team up again. They worked together, of course, on Wolf of Wall Street. Now, they will be teaming up for a Grateful Dead biopic. Huh? Jonah Hill would be playing Jerry Garcia. I can see that in the uh, in the movie. I can too. He he better talk to Gaga though. You have to put some weight. Start smoking some dope and having a beard. And get an aging machine. And hold a guitar, just so you feel like you you are the person. Cut off one of his fingers. My god, oh, that's right, I forgot Jerry Garcia was He's He's missing a, a finger. He had a missing digit.
1: That's why he played so uh, uniquely, yeah. I believe. There was so, something to that. If Lady Gaga was going to play him, she'd chop off a finger, I'm sure. I'm
3: sure. For the part,
1: she's for real, yo. My god. Uh,
0: we were just talking about Harry Styles being in Eternals, mm-hmm. Marvel's worst kept secret. So much so now that they've just given up. They're not trying to surprise anybody yeah. anymore. They released this week the Eros poster for Eternals. Solid. So you can see uh, Harry's pretty face as he plays the brother of Thanos. And uh, and I'm sure he didn't have to twist Marvel's arm to get that poster out there because there's a lot of girls who will be showing up to see that movie. Yeah, Marvel knows what they're doing. Other than, you know, of course, wanting to see... Cool. Aziz Ansari? No, who's the guy? Uh, no, Camille out. Camille out. Camille Nujani, however you say his name. I'm just saying he's not selling a lot of teenage girl tickets. No, that's all. Harry will. Yes, he will. And lastly, Jason Sudeikis is playing a coach again. Yeah, he is. But it's not Ted Lasso this time. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the new Foo Fighters music video? No. Oh my god, you got to check it out. The song is called Love Dies Young and it's a great song. Don't get me wrong, but in the movie, in the video rather directed by Dave Grohl. Mm. It is Jason Sudeikis who shines. See, there's a big, long, like three minute opening sequence before you get to the song, where Sudeikis is playing a vaguely Eastern or Central European synchronized swimming coach. (laughs) And he is coaching these five female synchronized swimmers, and then you only see their backs, and when they get onto the pool, the faces of the Foo Fighters have been superimposed on these women as they're doing the synchronized swimming. (laughs) It's hilarious, especially Sudeikis' opening, which I can only assume was completely improvised on his part. And it's very funny. If you haven't seen it, here's a little bit of Jason Sudeikis at work. There are judges out there that hate us. They hate me. They hate me. They are married to ugly people. And I tell them that. I share that with them because I am honest. (laughs) I am decent. Do I pay my taxes? No. <laughs>
3: Your toe points suck. Stink. Doo-doo.
0: Doo-doo, yeah. It goes on and on. It's very funny, so check that out. Let's find out who was born today on the uh, November 19th. All these celebrities born on this day. Drummer Matt Sorum of Velvet Revolver and Guns N' Roses is 61 years old today. When you look, you see right through me, Time. Talk show host Dick Cavett is 85 years oh, old wow, today. He's still alive? He's still around. You should watch some of those old shows. It's a different kind of
1: talk show, Dick Cavett's.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, very esoteric and sort of intellectual. It would never fly on television today. Oh no, today.
1: we're not playing uh, Yahtzee.
0: No, there's no games. There's no
1: games going on.
0: Uh, you don't, uh, you know, you don't have to eat uh, horse anus yeah. if you answer a question wrong. <laughs> it's just people having conversations
1: right. about the topic of the day. Yeah. so dry. Right. we can't, we can't put that on a YouTube clip for 30 seconds. It's, it's crazy. Blast it everywhere. Media mogul. Ted Turner is 83
0: years old today. He's still alive, too. Uh, Star Trek fans, if you like Star Trek Voyager, you know the name of Robert Beltran. He is 68 today. And star of Deep Space Nine, Terry Farrell celebrates a birthday. She's 58. Allison Janney from the West Wing and mom is 62. Meg Ryan is 60 years old today. Jodie Foster, Oscar-winning actress and director, 59. Reed Scott from Veep and My Boys is 44. Ooh, Eddie, Hmm? drop your pants. Okay, they're down. Adam Driver celebrates his birthday today. Kylo Ren himself is 38 years old today. And drummer Travis McNabb of Better Than Ezra turns
3: 52.
0: That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And Eddie, don't pull your pants up yet, okay? Because Steve Ashton is uh, up next. Our UK mm. correspondent bringing us the UK update. It's time for Steve. Oh, Steve.
3: Steve. 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 Steve Ashton. Oh, Ralph, do you know? I'm so excited about your announcement you made this week that you'll be performing with Edwin. Yes, I can't wait to hear about that. He's going to make Joey Bishop look like Joey Butterfugo. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, changed it up again. Hey, talentless cold sore Ed Sheeran's in the news. <laughs> What's up with your boy Ed? He's teased fans about his latest project with Elton John as the pair remain favourites to land this year's Christmas number one because that's a big thing here in the UK. Um, Ed shared a racy pic of himself. Wearing, you'll, now you'll laugh at this, Ralph. Uh, try and imagine this, right? <laughs> it's Christmas and Ed Sheeran's wearing a Mrs. Claus outfit. Get not, the not heck a, out of a, here! Not an elf. Not San a Mrs. He's seen wearing the red and white short number with furry white snow boots while Elton is sat at his piano wearing a green and red tracksuit and a red scarf. The cozy looking room they're in is decorated with christmas lights and presents and can be seen in the background fans were quick to comment on instagram uh, with one uh, warning uh, queen of christmas mariah carey uh, the duo are coming for you <laughs> another one joked hmm nice legs uh, another one called steve ashton 1509 wrote fuck off <laughs> um hey d rad's in the news little danny ratcliffe your best buddy For all the Harry Potter fans listening, grow up! It's meant for children! (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Also, the original cast of Harry Potter will be reunited (sighs) 20 years after the first film was released. Oh, my God, can't wait to not watch that. An HBO (laughs) Max special titled Return to Hogwarts... Or should be returned to Drek. Uh, will be released on the first of January next year. Uh, D Rad, Rupert Grint, and Emma Watson will join the American filmmaker Chris Columbus to discuss the films and explore their creation in depth. A fifty-two-second trailer featured clips from several of the world's uh, the world famous films and promised that legendary cast would return to where the magic started. Now they'll be joined by uh, a really good, long, you know, uh, full cast of people like Helen and Bonham Carter. Train's in it, Ralph Fiennes, Jason Isaacs, Gary Oldman, Imelda Staunton, and Tom Felton. Um, it comes, as Radcliffe told a BBC documentary, which is also marking 20 years since the first film, he told them of his joy that many people watch Harry Potter films when they're hungover. Oh, really? Apparently, he said, one of my favourite fates that we could never have imagined for Harry Potter is that I've been told by several friends is that they're they're fantastic when you're hungover and feeling really crappy about yourself. They'll just watch back-to-back a few movies and it'll just take them to a place of warmth and comfort He went on to say, sometimes me and Coltrane will be on the Molly come down and just smoke skunk and watch them back to back. Coltrane is off his fucking nut. For real, fam. (laughs) He maybe didn't say that last bit, but he's always trying to make himself sound edgy. Um, Now, one notable absentee from the reunion is Harry Potter creator J.K. Rowling, presumably because of, of all the accusations about her being anti-trans so they've given her the big fucking elton john on that one hey let's end the week with a birthday present to you ralph four words they're gonna make your uh, underoos unclean (laughs) i can't wait james bond memorabilia auction what a pair of cufflinks owned by james bond author ian fleming which feature a spy-like secret code code have sold at auction for more than four thousand pounds uh that he wore them uh they're they're circular cultured with cultured pearls and silver Uh, he wore them to the dr no post film screening party in 1962 so presumably they'll maybe have a little bit of sean connery's jizz on them who knows Now the the backs of the cufflinks are inscribed with the letters w u s s i l U-D-H and N-U-F which is believed to represent a so far unsolved secret coded message so let's read them again see if we can figure it out W so he goes like sil, ugh, ugh, ugh. sounds like various noises Edwin would make when looking at a menu other than KFC's <laughs> if, if you could own a, a, a Bond accessory Ralph what would it be? oh Boy, I think I would like a, uh, well, I guess the Walther PPK, I guess. Mm, I think if, if it was a Bond accessory, it'd be Madeline Smith in that blue dress in Live and Let Die. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was a bit of a short one today. Um, oh, I've done it again. I've forgotten to written an end bit. So, oh, no. um...
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> bollocks, let me, there's free freeform one. Right, uh, better go now, Ralph. I'm off to... Yeah. Fuck it. Honestly, I'm off to look up pictures of Madeline Smith on the internet in that blue dress in Live and Let Die. I'll talk to you in a minute on the old video vault.
0: That's Steve's right. He's going to be joining us in just a moment because it's time now for us to open up the video vault, which is a titanium vault here in the Batcave. It contains every film ever made. And every Friday we reach in and pull three out for your viewing pleasure. Let's open it up. (laughs) In honor of Harry Styles, the topic today is singers who are acting in movies. And these aren't musical. These are uh, either dramatic or comic performances by singers. I will go first. One of my favorite romantic comedies is a film from 1972 called What's Up, Doc? Directed by Peter Bogdanovich. And it stars Ryan O'Neill and Barbara Streisand. Now, Streisand, of course, was a big Broadway star already. She had done Funny Girl and the motion picture version of that as well, and Hello, Dolly! and all that kind of stuff. But to have her do a romantic comedy was a little bit out of her wheelhouse. Uh, Madeline Kahn also stars in this film. She's amazing in it, like she is in everything. It was written by Buck Henry, David Newman, and Robert Benton. It is considered one of the 100 greatest American comedies of all time, at least by the American Film Institute. And it came back. It came about in a uh, circuitous way. Barbara Streisand. You have to remember, Peter Bogdanovich at the time was a white hot director. He had done Last Picture Show and Everybody Paper Moon. Mm-hmm. People were talking about him, and Barbara wanted to work with him. And the head of production of the studio said, "If you were going to work with Barbara Streisand, what kind of movie would you do?" And he said, I would do like a screwball comedy, like those old 40s screwball comedies, like Bringing Up Baby with a daffy girl and a square professor, and everything works out all right at the end. And he said, okay, go do that. And that's pretty much what we have here. It's basically Bringing Up Baby, the old Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn film. Uh, Ryan O'Neill plays a very square professor of musicology who's dedicated to the study of listening to rocks ah. to hear about their musical tones. Okay. And Barbara Streisand plays a very <laughs> out there, free-spirited girl who makes his life a living hell. But of course, by the end, they fall madly in love with each other. It's a wildly entertaining film, especially if you like those old films from the 30s and 40s. And it's a lot of nods to the Warner Brothers Bugs Bunny cartoons as well, as you can tell by the title. What's up, Doc? Here's a scene from the film. And by the way, Barbara Streisand, sexy as hell in this movie. You don't necessarily think of her as sexy. Right. But, uh, man, those blue eyes uh, really work for her in this film. Here she is meeting Ryan O'Neill for the first time in a drugstore. He's trying to find some aspirin for his headache, and she just keeps following him around, harassing him.
3: Was it something I said? I beg your pardon. Listen, what do you think I am? A piece of ripe fruit you can squeeze the juice out of and cast aside? Miss, I
2: think you're
1: making a
3: mistake. Sure, that's all I am to you. A mistake. Clerical error. Erase me. Forget you even know my name. I
1: don't know your name.
3: Judy Maxwell. How do you do? How do you
1: do? Uh, could you let go of my hand? I don't think so.
3: <sighs> oh! oh, look what happened. Oh, dear.
2: Please don't help me. I am perfectly able to do this myself.
3: You've got to be more careful. Did you know that 3% of all fatal accidents in the United States happen in corner drugstores? Hey,
0: what's going on back there?
3: Uh, nothing. We're just looking for a little,
0: uh, aspirin. Let me help you.
1: Don't help me. Just go away.
0: It's a charming film filled with slapstick and car chases and, and mistaken identities. And it's just, it's just, it's so much fun. Next up is Steve Ashton. He's going to pick his movie from the world of British cinema.
3: Steve? Big decision for me this week, Ralph. It was a toss-up between three. Sting in Quadrophenia, Mm. which he's very good in. David Bowie in in The Man Who Fell to Earth, another good performance. But this week I've gone for a movie that I don't think a lot of people will have seen, which is, of course, entirely the point of the old video vault, despite what shit uh, Edwin posts. And everyone goes, (laughs) oh, I like that film too. It's not the point. Um... Uh, this was described upon release by the New York Times like this. <clears throat> New York, okay. You don't have to be a drug addict, a pederast, a sadomasochist, or a nitwit to enjoy... turn into Bernie Sanders. You don't You don't have to be a drug addict, a pederast, a sadomasochist, or a nitwit to enjoy performance. But being one or more of these things would help. Yeah, it's performance starring Mick Jagger. Um, spoilers. He's in it after about an hour, so he's kind of in it. Oh. <laughs> the story is about a gangster played by the English actor James Fox, who is trying to disguise himself so he can slip out of England on a forged passport after having killed a rival gangster that he shouldn't. Now, he meets Jagger, who, he's in, who is introduced as a, a top uh, star performer of two or three years previously. He's retired and hidden away to work on his memoirs or something. Now, the inevitable journey of drug-fueled self-discovery unfolds with Fox experiencing hallucinations and drugged up sex. It sounds like a standard weekend for you. The <laughs> film was produced in 1968, but it wasn't released until 1970 because Warner Brothers were reluctant to distribute the film owing to its sexual content and graphic violence, my two favorite parts. Um, <laughs> it's now regarded as one of the most influential and innovative films of the early 1970s, as well as one of the greatest films in the history of British cinema. In 1999, it was voted 48th greatest British film of all time by the BFI. And in 2008, Empire Magazine ranked it 182nd on its list of the f- top 500 greatest movies of all time. Um, Jagger is beautifully late 60s pretentious Jagger in this, right? So he's got that sometime. He's in the, the posh voice phase. But um, Fox... <laughs> James Fox is a bit unconvincing for me as a 60s gangster, seemingly as he's posh as fuck in real life, but the movie also stars the beautiful, and I want to just say beautiful, Anita Pallenberg, who <laughs> shagged the majority of the Rolling Stones. It was di- directed by Nick uh, Nicholas Rogue, who went on to direct Walkabout, Don't Look Now, and The Man Who Fell to Earth. Let's have a little listen, shall we? Warner Brothers presents performance with Mick Jagger. James Fox. Ah, easy, mate.
0: This is a film about madness.
3: No soap on the gentleman's collar.
0: Madness ah. and sanity.
3: film about fantasy. How much did you give him? Two thirds of the big one. That's insane. The old man was called in the language of Persia. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm normal. (laughs) This is a film about vice and versa.
0: Lastly, we've got Eddie Pence. And mm. I have to tell you, yes. I was expecting the worst. <laughs> and Eddie came through and surprised me with a pick that
1: I've actually never seen this You've film. You've never seen this one. Huh? But I know it's highly regarded by a lot of people. Yeah. It's, I picked 1973's uh, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Ah, Sam yes. Peckinpah film. A great Peckinpah Western. Uh, yes, there, uh, uh, James Coburn, Chris Christofferson as my musical singer, who's mm-hmm. an actor. And it yeah. also has uh, Bob Dylan has an appearance in it. Oh, that's
0: right. I forgot he was in it too. He's in
1: it too, and he also wrote the score and some of the songs for the uh, soundtrack. Of the yeah, I film. think "Knocking on Heaven's Door" knocking comes it, from there's that a, There's actually right? a very poignant scene in the movie uh, where uh, uh, Chris Christopherson plays Billy the Kid. Uh, he shoots uh, Slim Pickens, who plays a sheriff in Seems the. Seems like there's a lot of great Western character actors. in Oh, this. it's a great. I mean, it's just. Child, I mean, it's it's Peck and Paul, so he's pulling from like. I mean, this movie isn't regarded as like a classic, like The Wild Bunch is, right. but he was trying to reshape the western narrative when he was doing this mm-hmm. film uh and trying to paint a more gritty picture of you know not white hats and black hats but sort of you know just from the trailer alone you can tell it's very gritty you can you can smell gritty. this movie and there's a really poignant scene in there when he uh Billy the kid gut shots the sheriff slim pickens wow and he just leaves and he's sitting there and his wife comes over and he's just staring at the sunset and they play bob dylan's uh, knocking on heaven's door wow. as, he, as he's slowly dying it's just a it's a beautiful cinematic moment um, I that's a part from the movie I always took away from it. But it's it's a it's not one of his higher regarded films because there was so much trouble on set between him and the studio, and he had alcoholism at this time, and he was struggling to make this film. See the way. That, he like wanted. it's a bad thing, by the way. I, well, I take offense. There was a, there was a moment during filming where Chris Kristofferson said they were watching dailies with Peck and Paul, and Dylan was there, uh-huh. and Peck was so upset with the dailies he stood up and peed on the screen. <laughs> Like that's <laughs> this is what Peck and Paul was doing on set. See? And he, the studio sort of wrangled this film away from him and cut out twenty some odd minutes. So wow. you if you do see this film, try to catch the hundred and twenty-four-minute Peck and Paul cut and not the studio release version. It's a much better film, but uh, I've always it's one of my favorite westerns. Well there you so. go. Here's a little bit of the trailer of Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid.
2: William H. Bonney. He killed twenty-one men. I don't want to kill you, Bill. No, I sure hope you don't, Billy. And he was just a kid. Billy the kid. You take this. My luck's running good. Patrick F. Garrett. He was the most dangerous outlaw in the territory. So they made him sheriff. Pretty fair shooting for an old married man. Just luck, I guess, how he gets Pat Garrett had just one friend. Hey, Billy. Billy the Kid. And just one job. Kill him. Now Sam Peckinpah, the director who unleashed the Wild Bunch, takes a hard new look at two old friends, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. They were legends in their own time. Times have changed.
0: Times, maybe. Not me. That's Christopherson as Billy the
1: Kid and and, uh, Coburn as Pat Garrett. Yeah, it's a a really good movie. I like it a lot. And a great story, too, because that was true. They were friends, right, before Garrett went after him. He was elected sheriff. He said, I'm going to be elected sheriff in a week, so I need you to leave, or I have to make you leave. Right. And he wouldn't leave, so he made him leave. Are you saying this is a better version than Young Guns? Is that what you're (laughs) saying, Eddie Young Guns 2? Young Guns 2? I find that hard to believe. It's not. Young Guns 2 is a much better film, but this is a good uh, appetite. Two young guns, too. (sighs) We almost escaped. We almost got out. There's no Bon Jovi
0: song in this one. Good point. Excellent point. Yep. That's it for today's Video Vault. Now, before we say goodbye for the week, let's turn to our old pal Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports and talk a little football it's what's the
2: buzz? How you doing, Buzz? Why are you checking in with me, sir? The NFL, everything <laughs> that I pick is wrong. Every team that is good suddenly loses. I'm, I'm ready to just throw myself out a window here. Thankfully, I don't have any money on these games. But God, if I did, I would be. I'd be rough. The NFL, it's it's completely upside down at this point.
0: Yeah, it's not. You're not alone. It's been upsets. Two weeks in a row now, it's just up is down and right is wrong. It's crazy.
2: It's, you know, at the moment, things are swinging your way. So that's that's a, a good for the Eagles fans. But yeah, if, you, if you're a fan of a favorite, uh, you know, pretty much come to terms with the fact that your team is going to lose and lose often between uh, now and the Super Bowl. It's
0: so odd to see this happen, in my opinion, in midseason like this. Usually you get these kind of things at the beginning of a season where a team is still trying to figure out who they are. And most teams have hit their stride by this point. And it seems like it's the opposite.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right in that we have these teams that we think are really, really good, like the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs or the Dallas Cowboys. And then they just get absolutely balled out and taken to the cleaners like you wouldn't believe. And, and it's like do these guys even know how to play football anymore. I mean, so it's it's a tough thing to see uh, if you are a fan of one of those teams. But, you know, if you like chaos, then then you're all in.
0: I got to say, speaking of hitting their stride at the I know it's so crazy to feel this way, but it seems like my Eagles are starting to figure some stuff out against some pretty good teams and they pretty handily took care of uh, Denver last week.
2: That's, you know, that's exactly what I mean. They, they just absolutely throttled Denver. And the week before, Denver just took, uh, took care of business against Dallas. So yeah, it, and Dallas is a very, very good team. They turned around and dropped a 40-point win on uh, Atlanta this past weekend. So yeah, we, we can't tell from week to week what's going on. But Dallas, I'm sorry, Philadelphia draws the Saints this weekend. And the Eagles are favored. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, I'm sorry to poke any tender spots here, but I'm not sure the last time the Eagles were favored in a game this season. And they are this weekend. So they're playing the Saints, who still obviously are up in the air quarterback. We're not quite sure whether it's going to be Trevor Simeon, whether it's going to be, you know, James Winston is obviously out for a while. Taysom Hill is kind of a question mark. But this is an ideal spot for the Eagles right now. They could really make a run here and, and get themselves into playoff positioning.
0: They don't have to get on a plane for the rest of the season, which helps. And right. Uh, They do have their bye coming up still. So what do you see this weekend? Do you think they're going to take care of the Saints?
2: I mean, the Saints, the the only thing that the Saints really have going for them is that Sean Payton, their their coach, is just an evil genius, and he can always seem to scheme up something that can frustrate Philadelphia. But everything seems to be clicking in a way that it hasn't for Philadelphia. I like the way that Jalen Hurts is playing. I like the way that they're coming together. They showed just a real uh, across-the-board offensive attack last week that they hadn't shown all season. So yeah, you, you've got to feel good about them, which means that they're going to lose by two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just happy, hedging my bets all over the place. <laughs> I'm happy with their
0: production on the ground. They've got these two running backs now that seem to be working and taking some of the pressure off of Hurts, and it seems to be a winning combination for now.
2: Yeah, that's what you need. I mean, Hurts is, is not your kind of conventional drop-back pocket passer who's going to throw for 354 yards a game. So if he's got those kinds of outs, those kinds of options with, with a ground attack, then that's so much better for him.
0: All right, let's move on to my uh, co-host's favorite team, the Washington football team. What was that about last week? No one saw that coming.
2: I mean, coming out of nowhere and just and and sticking it right to Tom Brady and looking making the Buccaneers look like the, the weaker team. I mean, that was astounding. So again, that's another one that where I you know, I, I didn't give them a chance. Nobody gave them a chance. I think they were they were more than a touchdown uh, underdogs and then they come out of nowhere. It's it's, it's great to see this kind of chaos. Ron Rivera, you know, say what you will about Washington in terms of their front office, and you could say a lot of very ugly things. Ron Rivera is one of the one of the most uh, well regarded coaches in the league, and and he's also one of the sharpest. So he's got this team working in the right direction for the moment, and then he's got a he's got a big uh, dramatic emotional reunion coming up this weekend with Cam Newton.
0: Right, and uh, they face Carolina this weekend, and my question is: Will there be sort of a, uh, a letdown from that team having handled? Brady and the Bucks, you know, will they use that to spur them on to, to keep playing tough or is it going to be an emotional letdown game for them?
2: You would hope so. I mean, what's interesting is that the Panthers are also coming off of an emotional high game. So, you know, you've got a couple of teams that are, that are almost like dueling letdowns at this point, you know, the Panthers uh, knocked Arizona around last weekend and it was in large part because Cam Newton returned to the sidelines, conquering hero, that kind of thing scores two touchdowns in his first two snaps how do you follow up on that? I'm, I'm not sure how much Cam has left in the tank. And there are a lot of deep, deep problems in uh, in Carolina. So there are opportunities right here for Washington to keep it rolling
0: and sticking with the NFC East. You got those Cowboys up against the Chiefs, both teams who are like we talked about earlier. You're not quite sure who's going to take the field every Sunday.
2: Yeah, I mean they, they both have some, some deep flaws, but uh the, the Chiefs went and kind of turned their entire season around this last weekend against the Raiders. They the kind of the conventional wisdom was that the NFL had figured Patrick Mahomes out, that they figured out you don't rush everybody at him so that he can run around and find people downfield well. Mahomes has done what great quarterbacks do, and he's adjusted. He goes and drops 41 on the Raiders last weekend. By the same token, you've got the Cowboys, who absolutely looked unbeatable against the Falcons last weekend. Now, granted, beating up on the Falcons is, you know, a little like kicking a puppy. You you, you feel bad (laughs) for seeing it. You don't really want to watch it, much like this Cowboys game. it It was so overwhelming and dominating. But this is a Dallas team that's really good. And I know that we've said this, or we've heard this, I should say, from Dallas fans for years. We're really good. We're really solid. This year, they are really good and they're really solid and they're playing like it. So this is going to be this is a this is a uh, not quite the matchup that we thought it would be coming into the season. But uh, but these two teams are really on the upswing. And this is the, you know, as they say, a potential Super Bowl preview, as much as as I hate to say that to an Eagles fan.
0: I hear you, but I think of nothing else. <laughs> it's going to be a defining game for both of these teams. We'll see which yeah. one rises to the occasion and then we'll say, OK, that these are the people who who are serious about going further or deep into the playoffs.
2: Agreed. Yeah.
0: All right, buddy. Thank you so much for your input. Always a pleasure. And that's it for today's show, kids. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. We'll talk to you again on Monday with a brand new show. Until then, have a great weekend. Whatever it is you're going to do this weekend, I hope you have some fun, but please be safe because we love you and we want you to be careful. Stay good in the hood. Yeah. And and, and mask up, mm. even if you're vaxxed up. Stay sweet at six feet. Keep some distance. It couldn't hurt. Life is life, and we're still fighting this bullshit pandemic, so I want you to make sure that you take care of yourself because I love you, and I mean it. Bye.